Hello and welcome back to another episode of Control-Alt-Delete. I am so excited about my guest today. It is Ava DuVernay, who is an Oscar-nominated American film director and an absolute inspiration. I'm so, so excited to have her on. I love this episode and um, if you don't know Ava's work, she made her first feature film debut with the documentary This Is The Life in 2008, which was a history on the hip hop movement in Los Angeles in the 90s. This was followed by a series of TV music documentaries and then her first narrative feature film, which was made in 2010 and secured her the African American Film Critics Association Award for the Best Screenplay. Her follow-up film then won the Best Director Prize at the 2012 Sundance Film Festival. Fast forward to the last few years, um, she directed the film Selma. She was the first black female director to be nominated for a Golden Globe Award. And with Selma, she was also um, nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. In 2017, she was nominated again for an Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature for her film 13th. Her latest film, which is out now, is the 2018 fantasy film A Wrinkle in Time, which has a mega, mega cast of people, Reese Witherspoon, Mindy Kaling and Oprah, and had a budget exceeding $100 million. She is amazing. I went to see A Wrinkle in Time last week and absolutely loved it. Um, It really is quite a trip. It's a lot happens. You get to really escape. And I think you should definitely go. And if you have any children in your life, kids, nieces, nephews, sisters, brothers, um, take them along with you. And and it's a really good experience. I got to interview Ava uh, while she was in London promoting the film. And um, we talk about creativity, um, making films, banning the use of the word workaholic. Um, we Yeah, we just have a really nice chat. So I hope you enjoy it. If you did enjoy it, please do leave a rating or a review so other people can find the podcast. And um, here it is. So I'm with Ava DuVernay. Hello. I cannot believe I'm in your presence. You are an icon and I get to have you on my podcast. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm happy to be here. How has it been since the film's been out? It's a lot of work. So it just came out on Friday in in in, um, in the United States and then we hopped a plane and came to London. So it's it's all new and exciting. We feel very lucky that you're here. Thank you. Um, I saw the film this morning. I, I cried. <laughs> Have you heard that a lot? I hear it a lot. Yes. I'm hearing it a lot. But the interesting thing is, where did you cry? Because I, uh, I'm fascinated by. At this point, I've counted 17 different places where people cry. Really? Usually, there's just in Selma. There's like three places where people mm-hmm. always cried, and in 13th, there's a couple key places. 17, I've counted places. Oh I so love for it. For me, it was when she. I mean. No spoilers. No spoilers. Some spoilers. Actually, I'll be really vague so that there's no spoilers. But it's the bit where she is having a real moment of kind of self-love and acceptance. Yes, at the end. So kind of nearer the end. Yes. And um, I just felt like I haven't seen that in a film where someone is just listing out their flaws. Yes. And you, everyone can relate to that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I love that. That's number 18. Um, so I just wanted to start off really quickly before we d- dive into the bits of the film that I loved and, and talk to you a bit about some of your favourite bits. But I read that you changed careers like in your 30s to become mm-hmm. a film director. I find that so incredibly inspiring. And I just wondered if at moments like this you reflect on that and think, 
wow, I'm so pleased that I made that move. Yeah, I didn't pick up a camera until I was 32 years old. Um, and I um, had worked in a, in a field that I really, really liked. Um, mm -hmm. But I had this idea that I could do something else. And I had no idea how to do it. I had not gone to film school. I, I, uh, I, I just really just picked up a camera and started step by step working on the weekends and at night and I think if there's anything about my story a lot of people when they talk to me or if they think about me they'll think about race and gender me being a black woman director but age doesn't really come into it and it's a big part of my story um, that it's not too late ever to change your mind no matter what it is not just in your career you yeah. know, it's not too late to change your mind because this is your life. Mm -hmm. And you are the one that has to live with it. And you are the one that at the end of the day has to be happy with what you did. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm happy that I, I uh, was able to kind of get that message early, um, even though 32 doesn't feel early. But, you know, uh, it's early for me because I feel like it's something I could have waited on and would have never been able to do what I've gotten to do or see what I've been able to see. Because it's definitely still really young, but I feel like youth is really fetishized in our culture as well. It is. It? I mean, well, most most film school students, you know, are are um, you know, you know, twenty one, twenty two. Ryan Coogler, who's a great friend of mine who directed Black Panther, is thirty one. Mm -hmm. He's this is his third film. Yeah. I didn't pick up a camera until I was thirty two, and yeah. I did not go to film school. So. Um, you know, he has a master's in film. Mm. So, I, you know, when you're 32 and you're black and you're a woman and you've not gone to film school, how on earth are you going to become a filmmaker? Mm. And, um, and so that, that's a big part of my story that I, I just like to share with people. It's never too late. Yeah. No, it's, it's really great to hear those stories because I remember when, um, oh, I can't remember his name, but the director of La La Land. Yes. So young. <laughs> and everyone was so like, young. oh, I failed already. I, I haven't know, done that. I and know. it's not true. I know. I know. Spielberg, he's like started directing like... 24, 25, so yeah, yeah. never too late. Yeah, but you mentioned Ryan Coogler. Mm -hmm. um, how amazing that the two number one box office hits right now are you guys? Yes. And and you, f it feels. Oh, I've read the news that he, the letter he wrote you, yeah. and calling you his sister, and how that that is an amazing message as well to just be celebrating collaboration and support. Yeah. And it's not like oh, we're competing against each other. No, no. Well, the only thing that the two films have in common are that we're both black, so it seems silly to compare them. Um, but we know that people are doing that. We edited the films near each other at Disney, and he's uh, just a great, great friend of mine. Mm -hmm. He's a beautiful person. Uh, I couldn't be more ecstatic about uh, what's happening with him, and he couldn't be more ecstatic about what's happening mm -hmm. with me. And so, um, I mean, we just try to share that with people so that folks, you know, folks prefer negativity and controversy, mm -hmm. so it's the battle between, and it's never a battle. I mean, Black Panther's a cultural phenomenon. Mm -hmm. We've made a youth fantasy for kids seven to 14, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, and we both made the film that we had on our hearts. So, you know, I think especially, I like the fact that we've been able to share with people our relationship, um, a man and a woman, people of color, filmmakers who are friends, who are supportive of one another, saying don't get into the negative mm -hmm. stereotypes about competition among mm -hmm. filmmakers. So many of us are friends. Yeah. So many filmmakers out there are friends of each other, admirers of each other. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to change these narratives. For yeah. sure. And whenever I um, listen to any interviews that you do and, and read your work, it feels like you, you always say who you're inspired by and you always name so many film directors mm -hmm. of all ages and, it, and of all styles and genres. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I love that, that it never, 
because I think we are in an age of comparing ourselves quite a bit as mm-hmm. well just because of the internet and scrolling through other people's lives mm-hmm. but how do you maintain that sort of just being inspired by people you know I uh I had something I, before we started you said that you follow me on Instagram and I've just tried to um really dispel those things like I know people are we're in a click culture and a viewing culture and I just try to say well let me show people things that make them feel good you know what I mean or just make them feel um you know those behind the scenes days when I'm on set like showing my crew members like mm-hmm. asking people who they are like I would hear back from so many people thousands of people uh, about just liking seeing one of my grips, you know, <laughs> holding a jelly donut with his belly hanging out. And just like, it doesn't have to be glamorous. It just has to be human and authentic. You know, we're all living our lives. We don't have to pretend to be something else. I mean, that's a big yeah. part of Wrinkle in Time. I mean, this girl doesn't even know how to be in the world. And so many of our girls and boys are told that they have to be something different than just who they are. Yeah. And we as adults participate in that. Mm-hmm. And so you're right, it's this click culture, it's this controversy culture, and it's just like, I, I just I can't, we cannot, um, this cannot remain consistent in this way. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it needs to change. They're, it's a darker time in our society, I feel. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, um, and, and it'll break open, and there'll they'll be, they'll be good times again. Mm-hmm. But right now, it just feels very... You know, you just have to find the light like this. I was, I was just trying to have to count the gratitude throughout the day, the good yeah, things. Yeah. And um, I'm grateful for this. You came in. Her glasses are fantastic. <laughs> she came in with a leopard print coat <laughs> with a pink fur collar. And just it made me smile when you walked in the door. And this that, is the and highlight just, of my year, so I was like, I'm going to wear a cool coat. You look cool, <laughs> and but you look comfortable and you look yourself. And so just to be able to sit in a room with a woman who's taking a podcast from zero to 100, you know what I mean? And just like done um, amazing things. This is uh, something that I will, I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. So you just have to take those moments mm-hmm. and find that light in the day. And, and that's why I really want to make this film, just because I had made 13th and I had mm-hmm. made Selma, and that was really dark subject matter about traumatic things. Mm-hmm. And um, just to make something that was about lightness and joy and black girls flying and you know designing talking flowers and Mm -hmm. a leaf that floats and you know all these things brought me joy and I I know it's meant to be for did you say eight to 14 year olds and for kids at heart I didn't know people you did I was watching and I was like (laughs) I'm in this and I felt like we can learn so much from taking ourselves back to our childhood state yeah, and losing yeah. ourselves in because those messages were pretty real, and I'm not. Yeah. And I'm, well, we know. tell people if you have to really. So the fact that you liked it tells me that you still have an inner child in you that you've taken care of. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of folks um, have an adult heart, and they aren't able to get to that soft place. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the film was constructed for that age group, and I really had to look at films. Um, a lot of adults make films with kids in them, but not for kids. Mm-hmm. They're making cinema for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. But I would sit my 12-year-old niece down in front of some of these films that I'd be like, oh, this is great, you're gonna love this. It's got kids in it, right, because I don't have kids. Sit her down, and like I come back 10 minutes later, and she's on her phone, because it wasn't made for kids. So we tested this for kids. Yeah, yeah. That's why kids have given it an A cinema score, right? Mm-hmm. Kids, they, they 
process information, the images in a different way. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so it's constructed for them to share ideas about things I really care about, about the way we treat each other. I mean, that's what's all through anything that I'm doing. Selma, 13th, Queen Sugar, my series, mm -hmm. my early independent films. It's like, how do we treat each other? Why do we treat each other so poorly? Mm -hmm. What is so deficient in us that you have to treat other people, even in your, whether it's in your relationships or within society, with racism, with sexism? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the problem? How broken are we that you cannot just treat that person as an equal human being? Yeah. And I think that's what I'm always trying to explore. Yeah. And your sets sound amazing. They're From fun. the stories that you tell, it just sounds like a really fun place to be. Well, gosh, because if you get to be the boss, then, and which I'm so happy that I am, then, you know, you get to create a space the way you want it to. So I always am puzzled by these guys who just, I mean, I guess it's the way that they want it. They just want themselves. Right? And so it's a whole bunch of just themselves. Mm -hmm. I prefer, because I enjoy people, mm -hmm. I don't want, I don't even want to set with all black women on it. That's not even fun to me. I mean, that's a fun party or that's fun and I'm hanging out with my family, but to mm -hmm. work, um, I enjoy meeting all kinds of people, hearing all kinds of perspectives, seeing all kinds of people. There's nothing that brings me more joy than seeing like just a group of crew members that don't fit together. Like, you know, if they didn't meet on that movie, those people would not know each other. Yeah. Laughing, working together, picking something up, doing it. It's like the film mm -hmm. brought us together to do this and all their energy embeds mm -hmm. itself in the image of the film. I feel like you could look at a film and see if people were having fun yeah. or if they were miserable. The film itself is just a all sorts of mismatch of people yeah. as well. It's yeah, yeah, so it's great. all it's all it's all it's all everything and it's uh it's a fantasy film but it's really my fantasy of how I wish we could be. Mm. Um <clears throat> do you think there's something really bonding about a film set? I've only been on one set for a TV commercial oh. and I felt like we were we worked together for 2 days but I felt like we were a family. Yeah, I felt so connected to these in people. Two days. So I'm wondering what it's like when a film. It's a very intense experience. Yeah, cuz you're making something and you're working towards something and everyone's working at a and very intense level for a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So it's really, you, people have separation anxiety, they become very close, mm -hmm. they, um, it's, it's, it's addictive. That's why you have people that work in the film industry that just, you can't stop mm -hmm. because you love that building a family that happens. Yeah. 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 I heard you speak uh, recently about um, longevity as well in, in your career mm -hmm. and, and also how you, you don't feel like you have a, like a wealth of people to look to for yeah. like a long, long career. And that really stuck with me. And I thought, I don't, uh, you're speaking for all women really when you say yeah. that. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to thank you for doing your thing because oh, you're, you. you're doing it and thank we can you. see how much you're so invested in the industry. Yes, no, thank you for that. No, I think, yeah, my comment was just, you know, there's no one for me to look to and say, I want a career like hers. You know, there are a lot of people, women who've made gorgeous films that I love, but a career like hers, mm -hmm. where she's making anything she wants, you know, and she's making it, she's taking risks, and she's being supported by the industry, and she's allowed to, you know, keep going, mm -hmm. like uh, Spielberg or Mike Nichols or Scorsese or, as, mm -hmm. you know, whomever. Yeah. Um, so few women. Um, even making anything, there's no, there's not one I can look at like that. Maybe Agnes Varda, but certainly no American woman filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Certainly not a black person. Period. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and you know, I look at Spike Lee's work, and I see, you know, a time in his career where he was very supported, and a time in his career where the industry did not support him. Um, so you know, it's 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 tough when you don't have anyone to look at or anyone to call. Like there's no one for me to call on this movie to say. How did you do it? 
how did you navigate this issue? How did you, this person's giving you, you know, how do you get around that? Or, and um, so I look forward to being the person that someone can call one day because mm -hmm. I know there'll be other women standing alongside me. And so yeah. I, I, if they don't call me, I'll be calling them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It feels like you, you've got like a really tight network of um, amazing women like that were in the film. and. Yeah. Yes, oh yeah, the women in the film are all very close. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been just tremendous to feel their um, love for the story. You know, Reese really so, um, you know, entrenched in a lot of the, the, the real organizing work of Time's Up and so forth in Hollywood. And, mm -hmm. you know, Mindy Kaling, like the, you know, Southeast Asian woman with a, she has a show with her name on it. It's called Mindy Project, you know, <laughs> and it is a much loved show there. And then, you know, Oprah, her whole empire is built on ideas about, you know, treating people the way you want to be treated and being a good person. Yeah. Um, and then we all just wrapped our arms around this girl, Storm Reed, who oh, I love her so much. I mean, I just really have a deep, deep love for her. And really, my highest hope, my prayer is that the industry takes care of her in the way that it's taken care of, uh, you know, young Caucasian actresses over the mm -hmm. years, like a Natalie Portman or a jo Jodie Foster or Jennifer Lawrence, who were young when they became stars and consistently worked. Yeah. We know the opportunities for young black actresses are much different. Mm -hmm. So I hope that this is not the most full-bodied part Storm Reid ever has, because she does it all in this movie. Oh, yeah. She, she does. does it all in this movie. She has every emotion. She has a full arc. Every frame of the movie is on her shoulders. And, um, you know, my, my hope is that she's as big a star as the industry allows her to be as big a star as I already know she is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, there were some really touching moments in there, and I just couldn't believe how wonderful she was and with the range of emotions that yeah. she could do. Yeah. It's incredible. incredible Did you know as soon as you met her that as she was the one? Her. As yeah. soon as I met her. Yeah. Incredible. Oh. It was, I had to fight for her a little bit, um, but, um, you know, yeah. that was a fight worth it because she's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I've just ordered the book off Amazon. Oh, yeah. And okay. I'm, I'm interested to see how different it's going to be, but yeah. in my mind, I'm like, that's Meg. So, <laughs> like, so you're going to be reading it with her in mind. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. fun. That's fun. But, um, just lastly, I wanted to kind of ask what uh, what are you excited about now that the film's out with with this year? Are you how how do you hope what what do you hope people take from the film? I just I, I hope that people just take the idea that, that that you just have to dare to be yourself. I mean, it, you have to be brave to be yourself, yourself. What you think matters most. For women, that's tough. We're always taking care of other people. Mm -hmm. We're, you know, we, 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 we we're other people's caregivers, but you, you know, to give to your child or to give to the people in your life, you, at the most optimal level, you have to be taking care of yourself. I find that hard to do in my own life, self-care. Yeah, yeah. um, <clears throat> when you love your work so much. When you love your work so much. It, yeah. I, feel, I really see, when I, whenever I see someone like you talk about your work, I really, it speaks to me because I'm, I hate the word workaholic, but like it's too. my love. Like it's one of the loves of my life. What I do, so why would I not do it all the time? I know, but I've had to reverse that thinking because um, you know I, I reject the word workaholic. I work all the time, um, but I love what I do, and to not do it, I would be less happy. Yeah. So if you just know what you love and do that, right? Mm -hmm. And that whole idea of self care, you know, I'm talking about I need to eat better, I need to, but in terms of overall, like I know I'm caring for my inner 
my who I am because I'm doing the thing that I I love most. Mm -hmm. I switched careers to do that thing. I struggled through the industry and fought and clawed to do that thing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so we have to we have to we have to uh, dare to do that. And and I use the word dare because it takes a risk. It takes bravery. And that's what I hope people get from the film. And yeah, the film is designed for kids. But you know there are people like you who, you know are still tapped into that sense of wonder and possibility. Mm -hmm. And I, I think uh, I'm grateful that I still have it. I wasn't sure that I did when I started this movie, mm -hmm. but I confirmed to myself that I did by doing it. And uh, we just have to hold on to that. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a dark, divisive world right now. Mm -hmm. We could all be cynical. You can go through, you can choose to walk through the world like a cynic, or you can choose to walk through the world uh, with a sense of hope. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I choose the latter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you put the films next to each other, maybe people would think they're different, but there's still like this thread of of you in all of them, and it makes sense. It makes sense that you'd want to do a film like Wrinkle in Time I'm after the you films that. that you've just done. Yeah. yeah, I see. I see them. I see them as very similar. I think yeah. they're saying similar things, just with different in different genres. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you looking forward to getting back on a film set, or do you take breaks? No, no, I'm casting right now for my next film, and I'll be shooting in the summer. Oh, that's Another exciting. film I'll be shooting in New York. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I love to work. So yeah. I'll take a little couple couple weeks off, and then I'll just jump right back in, yeah. and I'll be so happy. Yeah, we'll be happy because <laughs> you're making stuff. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. I enjoyed thank it. You. Thanks. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.